You know what you got to do, Andrew? Do you got a girlfriend? Not yet. <laughs> yeah, it's time for you to meet a cosplay chick. She can help hawk your stuff. She can play whatever characters in the comic book. Dude, you got to start going to burlesque shows. You're also getting to that age where, dude, it matters a lot more that you got that side hustle. You got some extra cash to throw around. Yeah, everything we just talked about, the, the whole retirement and your 401k, the only thing that could take that down is the pussy. So you got to be careful. <laughs> purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking fatties. Here we go. Join me as always from space. Jay Nice, Johnny Wooded. How are you, Johnny? Just living my life up here alone it's lonely out in space you know you like being alone are you an isolator john i packed my bags last night pre-flight zero hour 9 a.m johnny and do you use I'm high as a kite currency now. up there do you use a lot of digital currency up there well that's the only currency uh digital currency and blowjobs are the only currencies uh that are of any value in space you have Which to do blowjobs because otherwise the jizz goes flying out into space if you just try to do regular intercourse yeah. and that's not except you can't have jizz floating around the international space station yeah you ladies you do not want to go space because everybody's swallowing joining us uh from live from new york dealing with the heartbreak of the yankees getting swept how we do it? Bum, 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 bum. How <laughs> we had to lead with bum, that. Bum, 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 bum. Asshole. Uh, do you think in the history of the world anyone has ever tossed a patch out in space? Because that just that would be interesting. First thing I'm doing, bro. I mean, that's kind of like you know tossing a patch in a swimming pool. It kind of just floats around, makes weird, you know. According to tossing NASA, patch, punching the munchkin. According to NASA, no humans have had sex in space, and American astronauts famously avoid the topic. Uh, the few experiments that have been conducted on space sex focused on animals, not humans. So the animals have been getting busy in space, no humans. So according, if you believe uh, these fucks. Yeah, yeah. You know what that says to me? Astronauts can keep a secret. Yeah, that's true. That's what that, that says to me. Good for them. Let's go. Wait, now this Guardian story says that... Uh, U.S. and Russian astronauts have had sex in space for separate research programs okay. on how human beings might survive years in orbit. I don't know if this is legit, though. Interesting. Yeah. What's it off of Pornhub? No, it's Guardian. It's the Guardian. Yeah, it's usually one poor chick and six guys up there. Yeah. Jesus. What's the first time it's like a gangbang? Anyways, so uh, Howie, how was your week? Fucking just stellar, man. Just amazing. Besides the Yankees shitting all over themselves, I hope we lose Judge. I don't want him back. He sucks. Oh, uh, come on. He's a person. He has feelings. You do want him back. Come no, on. No, I really don't want him back. The guy bets 120 in the playoffs every Yeah, but you got to get some experience in the playoffs. Get some games under your belt, and then, nah, man, then you nah, come through. You know what? Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, they didn't need experience. They showed up. They came ready to play. They won. Fuck, fuck, G. I, uh, they don't make them like that anymore, Howie. No, they don't. They don't. But we went down. So now we got to watch Houston roll the shit out of Philadelphia. Oh, well, what are you going to do, man? 
Oh, like, dude, I what well, I'm honestly I I just hate the Philly so much and that whole fan base that I I, I gotta Houston. I gotta let Houston I gotta let, I gotta go for Houston, man. I have to, and I hate it because they're cheaters. But I fu- I hate them. The only reason I have any anything about Houston I like are the futuristic Dusty. black chicks and Dusty Baker. Yeah. Dusty, That's it would it. be nice to see him. He deserves a ring. That yeah, guy. get that champagne shower. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he does. But you know, yeah. other than that, we got hoop season started up. The Knicks are playing well. My uh, uh, Hornets are playing well. I can't believe it. Steve Clifford is he, he's just coaching his dick off. Dude, that's my boy. He's from those. those I remember you talking about him. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. And they're the, that, they're doing great. They're, uh, that coaching staff is really doing. I mean, they've been they've had injuries so far, and they're still winning games. I don't know how. I was with I was at a restaurant in Saratoga this summer, and I was with Bob Byer, who's his assistant coach. And literally, Bob goes, "Hold on, phone rings." He gets off the phone. He goes, "Well, I'm unretired." Yeah. I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I just got hired by the Hornets, man. I gotta go to Charlotte tomorrow." I was like, Get crazy. The fuck out of here. That's crazy. Yeah. They're, they're doing they're doing a great job so far, dude. Lamelo's been hurt. He's been out. Rogier's hurt. They're playing. They had Dennis Smith Jr. starting at point guard, and they still shit the Hawks the other night by twenty. The Hawks, the undefeated Hawks, look really good so far too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I I fucking love the NBA. My Jets are winning, even though half the team got injured Sunday. Um. Jets and the Giants are both playing well. This is some weird shit in New York going on right now. You got the Yankees just got blistered, and uh, the Jets and the Giants are playing well. And the you Knicks forget about the Mets, Howie. They also got blistered. Fuck the Mets. It's not even a team. Jesus Christ. Not even they won a, a lot of games. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do, man? I'm glad. I'm glad they failed. I'll tell you what, man. It's uh It's a wild, wild week in the markets. The markets are back some. We had a nice, nice run the last few days. Um, for all you readers out there, the best thing I heard all week was this guy, Jeremy Siegel. He's a professor at Wharton. He's one of the few guys I listen to. The guy has been right for decades. And he said this is probably the greatest opportunity in 30, 40 years for young investors. In other words, to pick up some of these stocks that are trading at a low and in three, four years, you're going to be looking good. So to hearing that from him, it kind of reset everything I've been saying on here. And, uh, yeah, last few days have been great. Great. Coming back. And the dollar's uh-huh. finally back down. The dollar's gone from 118 down to 110, baby. Dollar's back down. That's where we want it. Is that good? I just don't get it. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good because people overseas can afford our shit. When you look at these economies over in England and France and fucking, oh, my God. I don't even know how they're eating over there. The only good news is the weather's been warm over there, so uh, natural gas prices have stayed down. And uh, I saw today where off of Ukraine, I think it was, there's like 20 ships with natural gas being ready to be delivered. And also Europe, they don't even have the storage for it. I mean, it's, I don't think natural gas's prices are going to go up like we thought they were as long as they have a mild winter and they got to build more storage facilities for it over there. They're behind the times, man. Fucking Europe. Like, what have you been doing the last 30 years? Can't even fix your teeth over there, people. Come on. 
Well, what about the, the their whole prime minister situation in the UK? Crazy, bro. She was there for what two months and like. By that? the way, by the way, she was there forty eight days. It's the shortest ever for a prime minister, and now she gets like a hundred and fifteen thousand pounds a year for the rest of her life. No kidding. That's, That's a something. great pension. That's a nice pension for the rest of her life. I see why everybody wants that gig now. Yeah, that's a good all these guys. Yeah. All you got to do is last a month. I don't know what the contract is, but it's like, look, that that economy. Jesus Christ. I mean, oh, and they're fucked, bro. The guy they got in is a piece of shit. I mean, it's like it is so scary. How what are they going to do? Yeah. But how England has moved to a non-elected. A fucking bureaucrat. That has been openly talked about moving to completely digital currency. Why is it scary, Sam? Considering that economy probably is the size of Vermont. I mean, if you it throw did. out the queen, what the fuck is England? What no, is you're it? so right about that. I mean, we we talk about England like I think it's mostly because they're an English speaking country, but uh, they, their influence on our media is way outsized when you look at actually what they represent as an economy it's nothing yeah you know, yeah. They, you know besides rolls royce uh in tourism they don't have anything no no natural resources no yeah nothing. they don't produce anything yeah. yeah so you know it's uh it's like france all those it's it's like you know what are you doing over there um yeah i mean but you're right if you took out yeah population wise i guess gdp they're I mean, they have a pretty solid GDP, actually. But I saw. Did you see this week that California moved out? They're going to now be the the world's fourth largest economy. That ahead, they're moving so ahead of Germany. Crazy, Isn't that crazy? That New York's so got to be top ten. Crazy. I would think so. Yeah, I would be. think so. Texas has got to be there now too. I mean, that's you know, so crazy. You, it, it's kind of like Russia. It's like you know, Putin. You dumbass. He set that country back 30 fucking years. Uh, and it's like, you know, over what? You, what? What could be so good about a couple hundred extra square miles of the fucking Ukraine? What is in the Ukraine? Think about that. No, I'm with you. I, I got mean, a couple of interesting stories if you want. Uh, Celsius, Celsius solicited donations for Ukraine and Alex Mashinsky, you know, has Ukrainian heritage, was pretty proud of that, mentioned it a lot. There's no evidence that they could find that people who dug into it could find that they actually ever paid any of that of money course. to anybody. Of course. This guy's a piece of shit, bro. Isn't that crazy? They they sent like $50 to a wallet in, in Ukraine. That was the only thing they could find that, that actually ever got sent. It is unbelievable, bro. I'm going to be honest. With you. It is unbelievable. What a piece of shit this guy is, dude. What a piece of shit. And don't worry, this one uh, there's a a woman called Marin Altman who was uh an astrologer and she tells us that everything at Celsius is going to be okay, but she's one she's being targeted now by these Celsius people because she was pimping Celsius using astrology. She was saying all oh, the star, you know, on Twitter like the stars are telling me that you need to put all your money in Celsius. So she's so out of her mind or they're, she's just- they're they're crushing her now though yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's facing uh, fire online. This is from entrepreneur.com for taking money from now defunct, possibly fraudulent cryptocurrency company Celsius and posting a free video interview with its former CEO. 
Uh, she told the outlet that she cannot overstate the viciousness and insanity of the threats being made against her. The equivalent of this would be like if I was paid by Peloton to talk about their bike and investors blame me for the stock price going down. Which I got to be I'm, honest with you, dude. I got to be honest with you. Uh, this, this, uh, th I, I'm so over people crying about their DMs. I'm so over people acting like their DMs are the worst DMs in the history of DMs. You're, everybody's DMs are full of fucking nasty shit. I'm tired of it. Every day I get my life threatened. People going, uh, 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 trolls, all this shit. Please stop acting like your DMs are more toxic than anybody else's DMs. It's called the internet. And that's what they do. You don't want to get DM shit? Get off the fucking internet. Stop Good crying boy. about the meaties in the, the, in the DMs. I've had my life threatened. I've had all sorts of shit. Stop fucking crying. I'm so over it. It's always chicks, too. Oh, my God. My DMs are so toxic. Shut up. Welcome to the club. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, hey, Adidas. Yeah. Oh, go, sorry. Adidas no, Terminator. Adidas, yeah. Adidas Terminator partnership with Yeezy Gap is also I'm removing his items. I'm going to pay him his money. That's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah this is from uh, CNBC. And and you know what? This poor bastard, mentally, this poor guy's so fucked up, it's gonna cost him 1.5 billion dollars. He's gonna lose so much. He's money. not a B anymore. He he's losing his billionaire status, oh, is what CM CNBC is reporting. He's because losing, of this. And, and you know what? He's just saying just bizarre. He's pissing off the wrong people. Well, that's true. He's pissing off the wrong people. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Here's all I'm gonna say on this, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Here's my opinion. He's gotten he is his is is losing his mom, lose his marriage breaking up has really fucked him up. Okay. My biggest problem with this whole thing is all these blue check marks running around crying about the term Jew media, okay? Which I hate generalizations. I fucking hate it. I think it's stupid. Judge yeah, everybody individually. Don't don't condemn the entire group. And that's why I have a real problem with all these fucking blue check marks crying about Jew media when they fully participated in white privilege, white male toxicity, all this fucking shit that they just kept saying about every fucking buddy else. They're fully engaged in it, condemning entire groups of people, white, white, um, white supremacy, white privilege, uh, fucking male toxicity, patriarchy, all these things in terms that they said openly, not only openly were promoted by the media, by social media, saying gaining wealth from doing it. And now they're running around when a guy makes a generality. I don't agree with Kanye West. I'm very open about my beliefs on that take. I hate, I hate generalizations. Yeah. I don't care what it is. We don't call the NBA black basketball, okay? That's my opinion. You don't do that. You judge people on an individual basis. It is interesting. It shows you where the power is, though at the highest level because they, no, they didn't shut him down when he said that slavery was a choice. Remember that when no, he said they didn't shut him slave, down. he didn't get shut down for that, but he mentioned the no, no words and now he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Oh, they busted him. And you know, and it's wild because if you watch Adidas and Adidas was at one fifty, I think two years ago, and now it's down to 50 bucks and people are like, yeah, it's because it's not because of Kanye. They 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 haven't made a good fucking product in quite a while. Who's uh, an Adidas celebrity? Who's an Adidas uh, athlete that you know of? Some well, tennis. They, guy, they got maybe? a lot of good soccer players and stuff. Yeah, 
No, with that being said, Von uh, Miller is one apparently. I don't. Oh, really? News. Von Miller? Wow. Aaron Rodgers, Von Miller, Alvin Kamara, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mahomes, uh, Hopkins. The stock, put it this way. The Elon, stock has gone from 91. Tua. Stock's gone from 91 to 50 in three months. And I'd be buying the shit out of it here. You I would. would. Be, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. You buy on bad news. When stuff is really negative and bad, that's when you buy it. This isn't going anywhere. It's going to be here five, ten years from now. It's got a 3% yield. I'd be buying it here, man. Okay. All right. Uh, another story this week. Did you see that American is going to – this is kind of a two-part story here. Americans getting rid of their first class on international flights. They're making it now. You're just gonna, They're going to have more business class, which is the one where you lay down. It's the more expensive. And then they're having more of the economy class. So they're basically doing what society is doing and stratifying. There's going to be more high-end business shit where you have to pay – three grand to get a ticket and then they're getting rid of first class completely all of them they can suck their money grabbing scumbags if i got pay i got buy ticket and i got pay for my seat jet blue can suck it oh we're talking about american but yeah no they all can they all can now i like delta i think Delta's nice they're the last of the same ones they're okay yeah for sure but these airlines are all greedy. It's all ridiculous. And it's just like customer service is a dying art. It's a dying art. Well, why is it that the people who get into customer service all seem like they hate people? Have you noticed that? The people who because get into customer they, they service. They don't have job options. They don't have any other skills. They're just they're trying to get a job. And nobody's like, oh, Sunday, I want to work at customer service. Nobody's- no, some dude, there's some, you, you come across people sometimes that you see why they're in the job. Yeah, but so many of them are people like Martha Patel in India. You catch her on a Sunday night. She's nice as shit. You're so funny, buddy. Uh, also, this is this is related to this other story. Airlines are having trouble getting parts and labor, which is is a big issue. They they have they have the passengers now. People are wanting to fly. They don't have again, the airplanes. There's no. But plane. they can't. Yeah, they're not. They're not able to get the enough planes. JetBlue said Tuesday it was supposed to receive 29 planes from Airbus, but they're only going to get 22. And this is the kind of thing that's being repeated with every with every other airline. Uh, American Airlines CFO Derek Kerr said uh, the carrier expects to take delivery of 19 737 MAX 8 planes, uh, but it was expected to get 27 from uh, based on guidance from uh, Boeing. So, it, yeah, it, and they're blaming it on... Uh, Part shortages is what they're saying I'm sure. here. I'm sure everything is chaos. I mean, ju- I mean, I don't know uh, how much whatever rhetoric's coming out about China. I, I question all of it, but a lot of people are saying the Chinese economy is not looking good, dude. So what should you do? Because it just came from Sam's mouth. Sam just told the world that the Chinese economy is not doing well. So what do you do? Take 50% of your entire retirement and buy K-Webs. K-W-E-B. What are you talking about? What is that? Dude, you just gave the negative news. Me? I agree with you. Everything's shit in the bed in China. So you need to buy it. You need to buy the Chinese economy today. It's It's gone from 50 down to 19 over the past month and a half. Buy K-Web. It's what is a- that, Howie? What is K-Web? 
It's a Chinese ETF. Half of your retirement, bro? Let's no, just a, a little percentage to feel it out. Five percent. Five percent. Okay. Uh, one last one last thing here before we move on. Well, two two actually. I want to talk about Elon really quick. Uh Twitter, uh, Twitter got some bad news that they're losing their most active users in the history of the company right now over the past couple of months. But two, Elon just said a couple hours ago he plans to buy the company by the deadline friday, friday 44 billion dollars he's got saudi money in there though if you yeah. looked at where this money's coming from yeah it's coming from some dirty places yeah filthy and he and filthy. he said and he said you know a day ago that he's gonna slash staff by 75 percent. so twitter employees are of course protesting that he's uh, laying everybody would. off he's hey, gonna fire hey, everyone twitter hey twitter employees are you mad you're about to lose your li living? Now you know how it felt when you shadow banned and you took away everybody's fucking profiles for saying shit that was real and right. You yes. fucking played a game and now it's biting your ass. I have no sympathy for you, Twitter employees. Get in the fucking employee line. You fucking created a service. Dude, these social media places are so big, their utilities needed to do business. And you've ruined people's businesses by taking away their profile and being able to interact with their fucking customers. So guess what, 75% of you? I have no fucking sympathy for you. Go fuck yourself, man. You played a game and now it's fucking coming. It's called blowback, all right? And you're getting the blowback right now. And good for Elon Musk. I don't trust that dude as far as I can kick him. But on this instance, a broken clock's right twice a day. Okay. Uh, he's, you know, this, the price for that deal is the per share price was supposed to be what? 54.20 is sitting at 52.78 right now, Howie. What do you, what, you got any predictions on what it might do? No, I think he's going to go in Friday and buy it right at 54.20. No, no. Well, I mean, what do you think the price, the stock price is going to do? Do you think after he, after he buys 50. it, is it going to crater or is it going to go up on the, the layoffs? What do you think? I think it might go up a little bit. I think especially with the layoffs, they're going to save some money, man. I mean, Twitter okay. might, you know, there's a reason. He's not laying off 75% of the company because he's it's a philosophy. He's laying off 75% of the money for the company because he needs to make some cash. He's got to turn that company profitable. And that's how you do it. You lay off people. Right on. Okay, last one. Um, And this is... This is kind of a two-parter of bad news. Uh, one is that Americans, and this is according to a new study from Northwestern Mutual, Americans now will need $1.25 million to retire comfortably, according to a survey. Uh, oh, that, that's that's a tough number, right? A million dollars at 65? Shit. Do they say that if they were going to retire today, right now? What, uh, what Americans what now expect they will need $1.25 million to retire comfortably. According to a new study, uh, that figure represents a 20% increase from last year. Uh, and that, yeah, that's, that's the average. Yeah, that's today. Wow. The, and the expected retirement age has risen uh, to 64 up from 62.6 last year. So, and then so, that's combined uh, with home prices cooling at a record rate. They're saying home prices are still higher than they were a year ago. But gains are shrinking at the fastest pace on record, according to S&P Case Schiller. That's why you better have money in the markets, Cat. You better be invested in the market. You better have a comic book business on the side. You got to be doing something. Yo, let's it, get into the interview. Let's get into the interview. You think it's going to be a good time to buy a house soon? How are you or what? I do, man. I do. I mean, the news came out today saying that last month was the uh, highest amount percentage drop of existing home sales in the past year. 
I think after January, you got to start looking because, yeah, there's going to be some good buys. Let me ask you All something, right. I, I was talking to uh, Johnny about this last night off air. Like, do you think right now is a – like, if I bought a house right now, right, could I just buy it with these insane interest rate and then refinance it later? Of course. So, like, as these prices are super dropping because nobody's buying right now, do you think it's a good time to buy, even though interest rates are insane? Yeah, of course. I, I do. Because, and not only that, you could use a variable rate, or uh, but you can always refinance. But who's to say that, you know, interest rates may still continue to go up? But I certainly would, on anything I was buying, I would certainly offer 10, 15% less. You know, you got a house for a million, you know, I'll give you 875 for it. Give you 925 for it. I, I, I certainly would bargain. I'm down. Right on. All okay. Right. We got a great, 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 great interview for you guys. I'm very excited to have it. So enjoy this interview. Hey, everybody. The recession is underway. Fuel is through the roof. Food prices are insane. And people have started to even lose their homes. But there can be a massive positive to this because recessions are where more wealth is made than in any other time in the economic cycle. Take the last recession, for example. Those who invested in property and stocks more than doubled their money in less than two years. But no market rose like crypto where people made 10x, 50x, even 100 times over the same period. That's what James McMahon did. On his Crypto with James YouTube channel, he told his 21,000 subscribers to invest in the same 26 coins that he did. Had you invested $100 in each, you'd have been in profit more than $123,000. His top pick of the year, a crypto called Phantom, went up a staggering 692 times. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify it yourself. James will be sharing every coin he buys during this recession on his Copy My Crypto membership site. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest. You simply copy along. So, to join the 2,800 members who copy James, go to copymycrypto.com Sam. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash S-A-M. It's your call. You can thrive in this recession or be a victim. Go and visit the site and read every word. All right, guys, let's get into it. I'm excited to talk to uh, our guest today and excited to hear what he has to say. Uh, he's a comic book investor and he's an alternative uh, revenue investor. Please welcome Andrew Davis. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing good. You know, it's good to be alive. It's good to be here. And thanks for having me on. Well, we're excited to have you on as well. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this uh, subject, uh, Howie Dewey, uh, on our show. He he He's always talking about, you know, real money gets made in crazy times. And I think trying to find different revenue streams uh, is very important. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into all this alternative revenue investing? Yeah, so um, I started out as a traditional investor, and I still am. And apparently, I was just a nerd growing up into Pokemon cards, really starting from like second grade all the way up. I'm no. 29 now. And then what happened is that fast forward, I was into comics, buying comics, buying cool stuff. And I got some fun stuff. And I don't know if people can see it, but I got this bad boy right here. You know, it's a beautiful, sexy girl comic. And what wound up happening is that I was buying comics in college and I'm a freshman in college and I needed beer money and I needed comics for the next month. And I started going through my collection 
I was like, cool, maybe I'll get, you know, 30, 40 bucks for it. Turns out I sold the book for 120 bucks that I bought for 20 bucks. So I had beer money. I had comps for the next month and I was stoked. And then stupid me, I didn't pick up on the trend initially. It took me four or five more books. And I'm like, oh, wait, I actually have things. And what are these books doing? And then I started buying books that fit that trend. And so that's kind of what happened. And then fast forward, you know, I'm more and more into it and I'm having a blast doing it. But uh, it started because I wanted beer is how this all started. So did you just in one sentence, did you just say your freshman year year in college, you were trying to come up with beer money? And then did you just say in comics? Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, he wanted to buy comics, bro. That is awesome. Yeah, no. like, but here's what he's saying. He's been in, he's been investing in these since he was two. I mean, not, not since I was two. Like the second grade, seven. I've been buying like Ew, yeah. What the hell was he reading when okay, he was two? That's what two. I mean, two is a that's something. Holy Jesus shit! Jesus Christ, man! You're not even you're not even catching wood to Wonder Woman until you're like eight. It's not two. <laughs> But he's just with, walking yeah, in a comic book store stacked on like two other kids' shoulders, you know, yeah. like a trench coat. He's a comic book store, like a kid's adult bookstore, where it's like you walk in and you go to the crazy section where they got. Oh, dude, I had some weird feelings about Jean Grey when I was a kid, for sure. Oh, yeah, I remember that absolutely. Chi-Chi's Wonder Woman looking looking like she's up to no good, huh? Come Hold on. on, she might be on this shirt. Actually, <laughs> let me see. You got to have quite the imagination to snap off to the invisible woman. I'll tell you that. Where is she? <laughs> I don't think there's, there's an invisible right woman. There. It's an invisible man. But oh, it's an invisible woman. Uh, I there's invisible everything, thing. yeah. As a kid, well, I come from antique collectors. My great-grandparents pass it on to my grandparents. My gram- my grandmother is uh, was one of the greatest antique collectors that ever walked the earth. What do you mean, great? Like, they, how do you how do you know? I mean, dude, youth tours would be given through her house so that people could see all the antiques that she had. Owned. Youth youth tours, youth tour, like what's a youth tour? Youth, the local, the local youth. Who? What kind of punishment was that for poor kids to have to go like, look dude, at antiques? <laughs> no, they're like super young, bro, and they're like, they're like boy scouts. That's, like, that's a nightmare. Boy scouts and big hey, kids. Brothers guess what we're doing today? We're going to some lady's house to look at furniture. <laughs> Not furniture, dude. Like cool ass old antiques, bro. What, like that sounds like, more, so that sounds like more fun than a bag full of dicks. Okay. Anyways, at, that doesn't make any antiques sense. Antiques from the 1800s, Howie, kid. That makes no sense. That reference you just did. Okay. All right. All right. So listen. Yeah, because so, Sam, Sam thinks you can have a lot of fun with a bag full yeah. of dicks. Howie, oh, that's, yeah. that's his point. That's probably that's what he's Andrew, trying to say. Andrew, we normally aren't like this. Okay, so Andrew, we, it's fine with me. Andrew is a professional, guys. Well, here's a serious here to talk bag of dicks unless that's in a comic book he bought. Okay, so please stop bag of so, dicks. So Part Andrew, three. That's my favorite. Uh, Sam started off by saying that you know your alternative uh, areas of revenue actually. What you're you're into, which is collectibles, that's a huge, huge sector in the alternative investment area. That's you know, an alternative investment investments are anything besides stocks, bonds, cash. It can be real estate, it can be hedge funds, but a lot of that stuff is is collecting wines, collecting antique nope. cards, collecting coins. But comics books, there's comic books worth hundreds of thousands of dollars out there. It's crazy. 
Yeah, no, it's it's a big space and it's only getting bigger. Yeah. And it, it, it's the area that I play in is I buy limited edition books. So I'll buy a book that only has 375 copies because automatically it has a built-in value. Because whenever something is limited, you know, there's only so many of those things that are printed. And so if I could buy something that's 375 copies for 20 bucks, I know that I can sell for 50, 60, 70, 80 dollars. How do you and get your hand? Do you have a skill? Is that a skill though, getting your hands on those limited release copies? Well, like I mean, you, is it I thing? You see yeah. it? Do you have to show up? Do you have to show up in line, wait in line? How does that it's work? It's crazy. It's weird because all of this stuff you can get on the internet and I buy directly from the company and they're doing a live stream. And so you just have to show up at the live stream essentially online. Oh, really? Okay. And it's over three days essentially that you could pick up one of these books or they sell directly to their customers and they offer a subscription service for these books. But what happens is that there are more people who want it and there are books printed. And so this company called Zenoscope, they started off doing 350 copies of these books. And then they actually raised it up to 375 copies. Because, But even still, the value is still there because their audience is growing so big. And so all of a sudden, they're adding like four or 5,000 new customers, essentially, almost every year. And so now what's happening is that they're having this problem where that's why these books still have value. And so it's not hard to get it, but if you're not there at that specific time, they sell out. But anybody who wants to get it can get it. But again, I also know what books to buy from this company and what books not to buy, what's going to be sellable, what's not going to be sellable. And I just have it down to sort of a science. Do you ever find yourself going to a uh garage tale or find yourself on vacation in a weird little bookstore and all of a sudden you look and you see a 1939 fucking aquaman and you're like holy shit does that ever happen so i've i've found stuff in antique stores that not going back to like the 30s but going back to the 70s um if you find anything from the 30s and you find it in good condition god bless you that's called luck um that, that's not called skill anymore that's called that uh, you're having the luckiest day in the world um, but I've gone into antique stores where a book should be selling for a hundred and it's selling for 15 bucks. And so I've pulled stuff out and then, you know, obviously I'll sell for 85 bucks because I want to undercut somebody on eBay uh, because if there is, if I get something for 15 bucks and somebody's selling it for a hundred and I could sell it for 90, what do I care if I make $10 or less? You want to move I, it, right? You want to move it. Because when you move it, you know, you could buy more merch and then you're out of, you know, it's out of my hands. And so at the end of the day, I want to move as much merch as possible. But yeah, no, I mean, I found stuff in weird stores. I found stuff that was underpriced. I found stuff that's overpriced, too. Does that um, happen less now because it's so easy for merchants to access eBay to check, you know, check prices on things? Do you see that less now than you would have earlier? What's actually happening now is the opposite. Oh, really? Where a lot of what's going on in stores is that they put up in comic shops, we reserve the right to check prices at the register. Oh. So they'll have a book actually listed for price X. And then when you go up, they'll check the price. Because what happened in the middle of COVID is books were moving and swinging from $75 to $300 and then back down to $100 within a span of days. Oh, wow. So, so that's a real market. That's crazy. Yeah. 
And so it was it was very much like high flying stocks and penny stocks. And so it's calmed down a little bit, but even still books still swing and certain books swing like that, where there's a there's a few books that I have that sometimes they're going for $30 more on eBay. And then a week later, they're going for $20 less and then they go back up. And so there's a real opportunity that like I know people who buy and sell and essentially trade the same book over the course of a year because they're making six, seven bucks every time they sell it. But then they're buying it down when it hits the low and they're selling it again. And it's crazy. And it's like it's almost like shorting a comic book, essentially. That's such a drag, though, that they're checking prices at checkout now. So you, you even even when you have it in your hands ready to check out, you still might not get the deal you're thinking you're going to get. What a That's so lame. It, it, it's weird because I shouldn't have to do your job for you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so if I have to do your job for you and check the prices, then I feel like I should at least get a little bit of a better deal. Absolutely. Because I understand that sometimes something is going crazy and it could very well be that it's one of those things where a book is swinging from a hundred dollars to $300 and then it swings back down. It's just one of those crazy circumstances. But again, I think that if you don't price your merch correctly in a store, then you deserve not yeah. to charge. Yeah, you totally. Do. You know, in the future, I think you're seeing this now in Best Buy. They've replaced all their price tags in some stores with e-ink price tags, you know, which can be adjusted as the price changes. And I think once those are networked, they will actually be probably connected to some database. So it'll be like the price will be changing in real time on items but i think that's a long way off it's gonna be a fun fun day yeah it's interesting happens. though right yeah i i have a question now are there uh holdlers in comic books do people are there people who just believe that the play in comic books is the long play and they just sit on all of them yeah there are people who hold on for a while and you know obviously i mean the way i run me is i have books that i hold on to for a week i have books that i hold on for a month I have books that are a three-monther, and then I have books that are a five- to ten-year play. You and think so, about them like that in those categories? Yeah, and then, and then I have things that I just know that also need to mature. So, for instance, I have a book that took a while to mature, but I bought it for like $10. Yeah, like yeah it's like Bon or Wine. It's, it really is. It's so interesting. So, so, so I bought it for 10 bucks, and then I wound up selling it for 300 It took about eight years for it to mature, but if you go from 10 to 300, that's a big maturity in eight years. And I don't know if a stock, most stocks can't do that. Yeah. Most other traditional assets don't do that. It's very rare. I don't know. What is that? Like a 30X, I want to say. I think yeah, that's huge. That's insane. Is that your instinct that you you knew to hold on to that? Or is that research? What would you credit that to? So, so I knew the book was going to do X. I thought it was going to get a 10X in about five years. I did not expect it to have a 30x in my position, but I was happy with a 10x. So when I'm looking at when I'm buying something, I'm looking to get a 5 to 10x on most things. Sometimes I'll settle for a 4x, but if I'm holding on to a book for a month and I get a 3x on it, that's a good exit for me. Okay. So if I'm holding on to something for five years, I want like a 8 to 10x. But if I can get more for it, I'm like, oh, snap, I guess I did something well. But my target is not, you know, that. But I just have a sense of what's going to be really good and what's going to be not great. Again, I have this book right here. This book is a cosplay book of Officer Jenny from Pokemon from a company called Xenoscope. It's 375. The One of the hottest properties 
right now collectively for my generation i'm 29 for the generation that's coming up and even the generation that was before my time is pokemon so anything with pokemon or pokemon related over time has statistically done well so i know if i hold on to that book for three four years somebody's going to pay me a hundred bucks for that book and do, i know do that i have to understand what what the world of pokemon is to be able to get into this action or can I just buy cards and just be like, see, I feel like the lesson here is that you have to, it has to be, you can do this, but it has to be in something you're passionate about that you want, you know, you have, cause you're not, otherwise you're just not going to have the desire to kind of force yourself forward and learn all the, all that there I is. I mean, that, that's just comics. I mean, I am also into baseball cards too. Yeah, I, I was about to say, yeah. yeah, but Andrew, stick it with comics. You, there's three guys on this podcast and there's only one guy asking all the questions. He's, he has glasses. So <laughs> this is, this is, a, this is a good thing, man. He's so excited talking about this comic book shit. I love no, it. I, honestly, I never really got into comic books. I, I wish I, I always kind of wanted to, but I never did. I was more into baseball cards as a kid, way more into baseball Me cards. Me too. Me too, dude. I used what? to love, uh, and I still love. I have some yeah. the my the greatest heart. I don't know what this says about my life that this is a giant heartache for me, but the fact that Ken Griffey Jr. tanked the second half of his season, his uh, career, yeah. uh, and ruined that card. That card, that upper deck Ken Griffey Jr. card was go Everyone's like, this thing's gonna be worth a gazillion dollars. And then he goes to Cincinnati too, and nothing. Just nothing. Yeah. And it just like, oh, bang. I'm like, ah, oh, my God. It was just like, it was just like Bitcoin. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Just call yeah. Bitcoin. Okay. All right. All right. So um, I got, I have a bunch of uh, rookies. I have to go back and look. I have Shaquille O'Neal's rookie. I have all that. I always tell this story. This is a story I tell. And I'll never let my dad live this down. When I was young, and I was really young, I saw a Michael Jordan rookie card for $50. 50 bucks. $50. It was my birthday, and my father would not buy the card for me for $50 on my birthday. Do you remind him of that? All the time. What's it worth now? What is a Michael Jordan rookie card? I couldn't tell player? you. It depends on what. What? It's Bryce almost like you might have a computer in front of you, and you might I'm know. Try, I'm looking. I'm trying to look. As you drink Gatorade, probably half a million. I mean, it depends. It obviously depends on which one it is, but one that got sold by Christie's for a million dollars, a Fleer uh, eighty-six. Yeah, it was like the big rookie. one. It was like the one that everybody wanted. Oh, this one is signed by Jordan. Uh, let me see. A huge amount of money in all this. Yeah, Andrew, 80, an 86 Fleer rookie is $8,000 on StockX. Yeah. yeah. That's probably a gem mint 10, though. I mean, that's a really nice one. This thing was a gem mint Andrew, 10. let me ask you this, because you're you're an awesome guest because you're actually showing us how to buy something at a discount and sell it at a premium, which tons of guests we have like, buy silver, buy gold, and watch it drop every month. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is this a side gig for you or is this a full-time business? That's my question. Oh, this, this is a complete side gig for me. Okay. I mean, and, and here's the reason why. So obviously there are months where I make a lot of money and there are months where nothing happens. You know, it's called January. January is a rough month because everybody's broke, sort of. Usually the second half of January is slow. And then usually July sometimes is slow. But all of a sudden what happens is that my business picks up in November, December, a little bit after Christmas because people have money. 
but it's not predictable in that sense. Um, but, you know, some months I might do eight grand and then the next month I might do two. And then the other reason why, and I'm very honest about this, is that I have a day job and healthcare is expensive. And I hate to say this, but healthcare benefits, I have really good healthcare. I have a good day job. And, you know, I don't want to give that up. I have a good 401k matching plan at my day job. And so at the end of the day, I've run the benefits and I could make this technically full time and expand it. But then I would have all these other expenses that are not accounted for. And awesome side gig. It's the idea that I'm doing 20 to 30,000 on eBay sales wise. Um, I'm not making 20 to 30K, but I'm selling 20 to 30K between private sales and eBay. A month or a year? A year. Um, with with very very little like effort, and that includes me um replenishing my merch. So I have about a thirty eight to forty two percent profit margin. Yeah, if you can do business. over two thousand a month, are you kidding me? That's that that goes to your IRA, your retirement, whatever you want, vacation. What yeah, oh, it's what? straight. It's straight um into investing. Yeah, and it's straight into stuff. And again, I keep the business right where it is. Because I have no desire to expand because I've actually eliminated inefficiencies in my business. And so this is the other thing that I think people don't understand is that you can have a really good side gig. And if I was to go from 30 to 60, I would need to hire somebody because I would need to hire help because I have more volume, which cuts into profit. It Guess what? You bring somebody else in because I'm doing this all by myself. Guess what? You get a disgruntled employee. And then on top of that, I got to pay them. Now, they might be pissed. They might want to go out on their own and steal trade secrets, per se. Not that, you know, this is super like, I guess, yeah, I don't know the right word here, but but this can be duplicated. But again, I don't want to give somebody yeah. like the opportunity to do it. And jack your swag. Yeah, you're comfortable. Yeah. You're comfortable. You're comfortable with with the sales that you're doing. You're comfortable with your margins. Um, so what do you do? What kind of like Internet technology job you do during the day? I am a digital accessibility specialist. Yeah, so I, I you what? I had a feeling. <laughs> so, so I basically make, and I work for an education company, and I make content accessible for people who have disabilities and are in school. And it's fantastic. And so it's a good job and uh, it has nothing to do with comics. And uh, I have a certification in that area. And uh, it's, it's, it's a good job and I'm making good money and I'm six weeks into my job. So I got no complaints. You're yeah, plus health insurance is the best. It is the best. Right on. Yeah. What what what's the balance between sports cards and uh, comics in, in your business? So right now, um, it's probably ninety. It's actually it's actually more like probably eighty comics, ten percent pop Funko stuff, and then ten oh, yeah. percent cards. Um, and I've had some good exits on pop Funkos. Do you, is that still strong? I, I, I was I, I hear less about what that now. It? I'd assume what it's those it little called? Funko Pop oh my dolls, old man. What those, are you kids talking about? They're not. They're little like toys, little characters like Funko Pop t- characters. Those like big head. They're almost like bobbleheads, kind of. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm actually exiting out of that space. Um, it's just difficult to store it, and uh, all the easy money I feel has been made out of that. Um, okay. there's still money to be made, but again. I collect what I want and then I'm selling the rest, but I've had exits on pop Funkos that were like 150 bucks, $180 just for one of them that I bought for 15. But again, I think all the easy money is out of that. 
And so I'm dwindling out because I think sports cards and comics are easier to a store. They're easier to sell. They also attract a less picky client and a client that also people who love comics and love sports cards. They have no problem spending money and they're not going to torture me and bust my balls. They, they, they're not going to bust my balls. They're the easiest clients to deal with. Wait, wait, you, now, do you mean like they're complaining about, oh, you know, this didn't look like it did in the pictures, that kind of thing? They, 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 they don't negotiate, you know, oh, you know extensively. Gotcha. They don't beat me up. And the negotiations are less stressful. Also, they, they, they're not as picky and they don't ask 15 questions. When I put a comic up and I take 40 pictures of it, or not 40, but like 12, they'd say, oh, it looks good. I get it. Because I feel like those people are more knowledgeable on those things. Because if you're looking for a particular sports card or for a particular comic, you know what to look for on it. First thing, somebody who's buying a Pop Funko, they ask a million questions. They say, is it a knockoff from China? And I'm like, I bought it at a Hot Topic. I don't think it's a knockoff. If it's a knockoff from Hot Topic, I don't know what to tell you. Dude, like, you can turn and burn anything from Hot Topic. You're a fucking wizard, yeah. dude. More like power if you, to you take some tit dice and turn that into a fifty percent profit, you're you're the wizard, bro. You should be on Shark Tank, bro. And you can take anything from a Hot Topic, Black Velvet Devil cheerleaders, and turn that into some hard cash, bro. That's the jam right there. He can. Man. How old are you, Andrew? Thirty three. I'm 29. I'm 29. All right. so you're 29 years old. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss a really wild fact right here, Sam. This kid's 29 years old. Yeah. Let's say low ball. He does 20 grand a year on his little side gig. That's low ball. Why do you got to call it little side gig? It's his side gig. It's a, it's a small Guys side don't gig. like anything they do being called little, okay? Their job. It, it's fine. It's cool. My, <laughs> my, I had a friend who said to me, the best thing ever is that all you have to do is cl- climb the mountain quietly. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I would love street cred. I like that. I love massive like that. credit. But at the end of the day, I'm going to laugh to the bank. And so you don't have to give me credit. No, you climb the mountain quietly. Well, you want to keep this. You want to keep good, this Sam. on the low end. I'll tell That's you why. Zen. You want to keep this real quiet. Let's say. But here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. This is what our readers need to listen to. You got a full time job. You're working for the county where you have the best health care in the world. Uh, you're doing this on the side. Let's say you're doing 20K a year. Over the course of the next 20 years, by the time you're 50 years old, you'll have put in $400,000 into investments. Uh, probably close to half of that, um, a little less than half of that into a tax-deferred IRA. I know I know this kid's got one. Uh, so... Over the course of 20 years, it, it not even counting the the goddamn interest, which let's say is eight to twelve percent, dude. This kid's gonna have over a million dollars in 20 years from his side gig. Forget about his regular job. This is his side gig. And that's it, that's lowballing. He says 20 to 30. I'm just doing the numbers on 20. If he puts this shit into a tax deferred IRA, puts the rest into in index funds. I mean, it's, it, it, it gets crazier. No, so. you're, you're, you're going to have over a million dollars by the time you're 50. And that's that's piss money. I, I, I have a great 401k. I'm maxing out my 401k on my job. Then 
I basically am going to figure out how to max out all of my IRA accounts. And then anything that I can't max out, I'm just going to put into some just basic good growth dividend stocks and I'm good. And, and I'll, I'll name a few because, because it's nothing, it's not financial advice. Can't go wrong with Coca-Cola. Can't go wrong with Apple. Can't go wrong with Microsoft. You can't go wrong with Google if you want just growth. And you know, there's a bunch of others where there's nothing fancy about what I do. I am not fancy. And, and then if you really the last two, you just said Google and Microsoft, and those two uh, took a beating after the bell today on their earnings. So those are two that you want to buy tomorrow because you just said it. Over the next five years, those things are going to double. I mean, I mean, it, it, you can't go wrong with Apple. And then if you're stupid at investing, and I say this openly, the best thing that I think anybody can do is S and P five hundred. The the S and P five hundred. If you don't understand anything about investing. And again, this is not financial advice. You're going to do just fine. You're on the right show for that. That's Vanguard, baby. Sam loves the S&P Vanguard 500. That's what my 401k is in at my job, because guess what? And I can make my 401k at my job more fancy, but guess what? I know that I'm not going to lose. And that's the whole thing. percent every year and that's compounded. Dude, this kid is the perfect guest we've ever had because 30 years old, you're going to have between the 401k and the IRA, you're going to have two, two and a half million at age 50. Um, and you know what? You don't have to make a ton of money, man. You got a little side gig that's going to bust you a million dollars over 20 years. That's that's the way that's what we preach on this show. This is good shit, man. Good shit. You know what you got to do, Andrew? Do you got a girlfriend? Not yet. <laughs> yeah, it's time for you to meet a cosplay chick. Who's in the playing characters? That's like the perfect thing. She can help hawk your stuff. She can play whatever characters in the comic book you're trying to do. And then she can help make ends meet when you're out there doing stuff. She can start fucking filling supplies. That's out, dude. You got to start going to burlesque shows. You're also getting to that age where, dude, it matters a lot more that you got that side hustle. You got some extra cash to throw around. That yeah, becomes but like be that. careful. Once you get to like 30, that the, the money matters way more to women than anything. And everything else. we like, just talked about. I don't care about, that you like comic books. Yeah, everything we just talked about, the, the whole retirement and your 401k, the only thing that could take that down is the pussy. So you <laughs> got to be careful. You got to be careful, man. Make sure that don't even tell her. Just say, I do this. I'm making ends meet. I'm getting by. Don't and, worry uh, about it. That's what yeah, the chicks yeah. love to hear. Got to be careful. Andrew, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I am eyeing somebody in my office, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, I'm going to no, hey, no. stay out of the office. Right on. Bro. No, you go for that. No, Andrew, listen to old people, okay? <laughs> no, you old, go for that. All right. You're still under the rule. Sam's of never people. worked in an office in his life. Don't listen to him. No, but I know a lot of people have been like, not, don't hit on chicks in the office, bro. No, you don't that's, hit on them. You, there's a no, way to you do wait it. Till you, you, know, you bring them to happy hour. And they, you got to make sure they've had this that. This is seven the worst days. advice ever. You make Andrew, sure they've had he never, he never worked in an office, dude. Seven and nine to, cranberry practice. I'm an old man. I worked in a newsroom for 10 years. I, I, It can happen. Yeah. And now Johnny works from outer space. Okay. So <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> with a grain of salt. Do not hit on anyone in your office. Make her quit, then hit on her. Okay. Yeah, it's, That's it's how true. you do it. <laughs> Or go to other offices. Go to other offices. Yeah, hit on other departments, but not yeah. in the same office. Go so to logistics. Andrew, go to logistics. And final two everything. questions as we wrap this up. One, where do you do most of your uh, hunting 
for product? And two, do you have a website, social media that our listeners can, can find you at? Yeah, honestly, most of my stuff um, is online. It's, it's online. And um, I just shop on online stores and a lot of live streams. And then the other 20%, so that's about 80%. And then the other 20% is sort of at cons and in stores. And I wait and I, every once in a while, you know, you know, a store brings in a batch of comics that they bought for like 50 bucks of 500 comics and they're selling them all for like a buck. And so there you go. You, you that That's really what I do. And then every once in a while, I get a distressed buyer that I buy out dirt cheap. Um, but that, that's neither here nor there. Um, that, that's a whole different discussion about buying out distressed buyers. Um, and then as far as all my social media, um, I have an eBay store called Pop Anime Comics Collectibles. Um, if you type in Pop Anime Comics, it'll come up. And that's Pop my eBay store. Anime Comics. Yep, it's it's simple. It's pretty much that's my store on eBay. It'll pop up. Um, got a bunch of merch there. I also do a bunch of private sales. And so that's out there. And then, uh, yeah, I don't have a website. I just go straight eBay. It's just the simplest way. And uh, it's less headache. And I sell globally all over the world because I of it. I think I saw you at Comic-Con at Javits Center this year. I wasn't. I wasn't at the Javits Center. I was lazy. Final <laughs> that, that, question. That convention center is a disaster. And uh, it's not for me. It's, 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 I have a physical disability. And uh, that con is not a friendly con for somebody with a disability. What's your physical disability? Um, I just have a, uh, I have a genetic condition in my foot. And then I had a failed surgery that put my foot in a weird position that I'm getting fixed in the next six months. Love so, it, uh, bud. You're going to be quicker and faster than ever. Let yeah. me ask you a final thing. What is the crown jewel of your collection? The number one thing that you won't ever give up? Mine is I have an Abraham Lincoln greenback. That's my favorite thing. What is your favorite thing? This one right here. These what are the is it? it is Batman a blank Batman um, Beyond book um, from, from, you know, recent. And the story behind it is that um, I saw the guy who did the sketch on it, Dan Jurgens, the night before when I was living in D.C. He was giving a lecture at the Library of Congress with a professor of mine, a Paul Levitz, who ran D.C. Comics. And what happened is that I was speaking to him after the event. I said, hey, maybe you could draw a little stinger on it. And so then when I went to the con, I was going to get it graded. And CGC, which is the grading company, uh, messed up. And then they got there late. And then he said, oh, you're getting graded 10 bucks. He signed it. And then he drew on it. But the kicker of that book is that Will Friedel, who plays Terry McGinnis in the animated series, also plays Eric Matthews on Boy Meets World was there at the con and Dan Jurgens' handler was like, oh, you're going to get Will Friedel to sign it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good because I'm walking on crutches and I knew not to push my luck. And he's like, come with me, brings me backstage, stops Will Friedel's line and Will Friedel signs and then he writes, I am Batman on the book. That's and cool. so it, it, it's just, it's not a valuable book per se, but it's a cool story. Yeah. And it's a story that matters more so than anything else. It's not the most expensive book I have. I have a $1,200 book of WWE stuff. And then I have two J. Scott Campbell signed by Stanley as well that are graded that go nice. for about $2,200. So I got some cool stuff in my collection that's not for sale, but uh, that that's my favorite story book. That's right. Well, brother, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on our show. You crushed it. 
Yeah. How we just named you greatest guest we've ever had. I think so you, you were. I would say you're number one. Dead serious. That was. So you can use shit. that to try to pull puss. Okay? I'm sorry to say that's a low bar, but you you would be number one no matter you're how shitty our guests are. the best of all the worst that have been on here. So congratulations. You're number one, Andrew. We hope you bang strange. Try not to do it in the office. Won't Usually doesn't work out. Go for it, bro. Go Don't for it. Don't do it. Don't listen to anybody. But we appreciate you, brother. Thank you for coming on. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Andrew. Please do not try to bang that chick in your office. Do it, brother. Don't do it, Johnny. Do it. Johnny, stop. Nice guy. I liked him. He's he was a great. Guy. I want to help yeah. him succeed. And I hope he meets black women. Guys, let's get in some questions real quick. And uh, let's do it. All right. Um, let me see here. Hold on just one second. Uh, okay. Uh, Adidas, uh, this is from Justin. Uh, Adidas said they would lose $246 million after canceling the Yeezy contract. This is related to what we were talking about in the first part of the show. Uh, do you, what do you think about puts on Adidas, Howie? Uh, I, I would do the inverse. I'd buy calls, <laughs> go out six months, Six months, buy calls, you buy on the negative news. That 240 million is all factored in. Stock finished at 50 today, down from like 100 and change. I'd be buying. Okay. All right. Uh, Robert has a question here. What's your take on the beaten down EV stocks? He's got Rivian in there, Nikola, NIO, FSR, Ride. Any yeah, long, out of all long those, term, what, how do you like those? Long term, yeah, I'd buy. I'd, I like RIVN. I like Rivian long term. Probably a good price right here. I like Ford better, though. We went in hard on Ford yesterday. It's up about 3%. Earnings come out tomorrow morning. Could be a good day. I have to say, today was a good day. Okay. All right. Um. Da, 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 da. Hold on. Hold on. Just, I'm going to go grab a couple from uh, Twitter now, just a second. Seems like a one window. Seems a song just like. <laughs> um. Okay. What's a this is from Chase Face? What's a bigger problem, inflation or deflation? I mean, both of them are problems. Uh, you know, they're both. You know, deflation depends on how badly. I mean, how low are interest rates? Um, probably the worst is stagflation. You know, that's when you got high interest rates, no, no employment, all kinds of issues. But uh, they both can be problems. It depends on how bad we have inflation right now, but we're getting by. You know, things are coming back. OK, uh, we had a couple of people ask, uh, and this is burn to oranges, shamrocks asking about the discord. Uh, I know a few people, it, it kind of, it kind of disappeared on us. Right. I think Evan maybe got hacked is what he was tweeting about. Did, I think he did. What's the I'm latest getting, on that? Any word I, on, I don't know. I'll ask him today. I don't know what the hell is. I'm getting these pops like 30 minutes. We're getting ready to, I don't know what it is. It's I'm getting these, uh, weird. What are you getting? It's like 30 minutes. We're getting ready to, uh, blow this thing up, rock this thing. It's, it's a, it's definitely got hacked. There's no doubt. <laughs> That's such a drag. Okay. Yeah, fucking act. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, one guy wants us to have Tommy G on, but uh, we can definitely work on that. Um. Yeah, that's it for the questions, guys. Guys, great questions. Thank you so much.
I'm glad I could answer all of your questions. Uh, we're now going to go to the fabulous, mystical Cash Daddy's Patreon. Oh, sorry. Hey, how you got a you got a pick for the uh, this portion of the show? Yeah, uh, but you know you can buy an index fund in the United States and buy the S and P five hundred. Uh, China, all kinds of negative, horrible news coming out of China. Buy the Chinese. People are like, how should we buy Alibaba? I think Bob is down to 60 bucks. It's probably a great buy here. But you know what? Uh, get yourself diversified across the Chinese economy by K-Web. K-W-E-B. It's at like 19 bucks a share, man. Hell of a value right here. I think China comes back in a year. Probably things probably trading at 30. You're in good shape. All hey, right. Uh, you want to share anything, Howie? I mean, uh, Sam? In, in yeah, the man, section. just like, you know what, man? Just don't be afraid to believe in yourself and take chances and do investment. Invest, in, do research before you invest. I think that's the most important thing I could say. Do some research before you invest and take your times. And don't be afraid to look into comic books and Pokemon cards and obviously adult pornography comic books that some kid who wants to hit on a chick in his office, really uh, treasures. Hey, just believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for us, guys. We're going to the Patreon. Shut up! <laughs> it's I, it's really important. No matter what you're doing out there, as long as you believe in yourself, you're going to be okay. Oh. All right. All right, check it out on Patreon, patreon.com slash cash daddies. We're going to go deep over there.